live on disc from an airport hangar somewhere. It is Box Cutters episode 96. Thanks for the granola. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Happy Birthday, Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. Thank you for that. And to my right, Mr. I forgot Ross's birthday, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. I never knew that it was Ross's birthday. Well, it's got to be his birthday at some stage. <laughs> but I never forgot it. You've got a 1 in 365 chance of, of just guessing. I just guessed right. <laughs> That's it. And, and we're recording a day early just to record on my birthday. Yeah, because this is Very your present. Special. That's Very all I'm special. giving you. And the, the presents have come in. Uh, the presents have come in. Granola clusters, vanilla and almond. Nicely out of code, though. Thanks yeah. to the uh, crunchy granola sweet for sending that through. Which which, which flavour did you get? I got vanilla and almond. Yeah, I got vanilla and almond. Is that what you got? Yes. Ah, okay. That's what I said. Yeah, a little out of date, but that's okay. It that's, won't, it'll it won't, still be good. It won't kill us. There's nothing wet in there. There's, <laughs> it's not like you can really go off. Uh, well, you know what? We've got a huge show. A huge show for episode 96. Not only is it the fifth last show before episode 101, but it's also... <laughs> Uh, it's also the first episode where we can talk about the Lost finale. Yes, finally. And finally. That's a series three finale. Mm. And we've got... Brett's finally up to date. It's going to air it. in this country. Oh, that, that's right. We've got our resident... <laughs> and thank God it has, because you wouldn't be up to date otherwise. No, no I probably would have. No, you wouldn't Actually, have. I've been very good on catching up on stuff, including John from Cincinnati, which I'm oh. Yeah, you are. You're, you're up to. You're up to scratch I'm on looking that. forward to talking about that in pork. Oh? Hey, hey. That's enough said? Right. I'm okay. looking forward to talking about it in pork. Uh, we've got our uh, resident lostologist for the first time, Justin Hamilton, coming in. PhD in Lost, apparently. Wow, that's exciting. Which, which is very exciting. Uh, we've also got some crap TV, some dodgy press. Dodgy press. Which is, is kind of like crap TV. It's kind of crap press. Right. Right, mm. this show's about TV. Yeah, it's about, I'm guessing it's press about TV. So it's dodgy press about TV. Are we going the Green Guide? <laughs> Possibly. You, you know what? <laughs> this is so much like my dad. No surprises. It's, uh, Dad, I got the new Harry Potter book. What, does he die in the end? <laughs> That's... Uh, Whereas, uh, we've also got some uh, Golden Age of Television. Strangely, no one, strangely, no one wrote week... in. No one wrote in last week to to find out what uh, that. Uh, no one wrote in to say they knew what Hello River meant. No, no one did. It's from Harry Potter, right? Which uh, which I'd read by that point last week, even though it would only been out two days. I'd already read it, and so I was showing how clever I was, but. Uh, right, so up. so now that I'm two-thirds of the way through, oh. have you just ruined something for me? Possibly, but you should have already passed that bit. Really? Mm. Never mind. Oh, whatever. <laughs> We've also uh, Golden Age of Television, which strangely this week is, uh, is in bubble wrap again. Uh, that, but, is, that is strange after, but, <laughs> after the trouble we had I with know. the bubble wrap last time. <laughs> but it's new improved bubble wrap. <laughs> actually works. So that'll be coming up we'll later on in the show. beat through those layers of bubble wrap <laughs> before we've, we get to that segment. We've also got some pork. But as always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. In about bloody time news, a judgment was finally handed down on Friday in the C7 versus 22 other uh, potential uh, uh, defendants Mm -hmm. suit that has been going on since 
2002. Mm-hmm. Give it a rest. Uh, with the uh, with the, uh, the the judge basically saying, uh, "What a waste of time for everybody involved." Uh, the, uh, the the judgment said it is difficult to understand how the costs incurred by the parties can be said to be proportionate to what is truly at stake. Meaning that you spent so much time in court, wouldn't you be better off actually making television? He also said, uh, in my view, the expenditure of uh, two hundred million dollars and counting on a single piece of litigation is not only extraordinarily wasteful, but borders on the scandalous. Basically... It's, I mean, it's not like they're suing over something important, like a pair of trousers. No. No, that, that would be vital. Mm. But that's actually a judge suing over that pair of trousers mm. as well. Yep. This is, America's a terrible place. But, the, <laughs> but it gives us some, some excellent TV. Uh, so, so this judgment has come down. Channel 7 found to... to uh, not have a, a case to, to sue for uh, and probably going to be uh, what's the word uh, responsible for uh, for all Pain of costs. Nine News Limited, Foxtel, all of their costs uh, but also their own costs. They have very cleverly probably foreseen this and have written off all of their costs at the end of financial years since 2002. So they don't have any personal debt, so they're just waiting for the for the cost to come through from from this. It's absolutely ridiculous that they've spent so much time in it. So, so the lawyers won essentially. Mm. Oh yeah, the, the lawyers have won a because of- I mean, what 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 was Seven hoping to get out of it? What what could they have possibly got? It's it's not like C Seven's going to come back. It's not like Foxtel's going to suddenly say, okay, well we've got rid of the Footy Channel, we'll bring back C Seven to show the football. A friend, friend of mine is a litigator, very successful litigator. And said to me a while ago, no one wins a litigation case. Mm-hmm. Sure, the lawyers, you know, might be seen to win, seen to win, but really they don't win. They make some money on it. Mm-hmm. They don't really win on it. They've mm-hmm. they've spent a lot of time and, and effort as well, and, and plus it's their job. Uh, everybody on any side of the fence is always going to feel like they've been screwed over in mm. in a litigation case. And uh, yeah, why would you do it? Why not? Just try to make good television. And, and then there's this quote from uh, Kim Williams, who's the, the head of Foxtel. He was asked by Peter Ryan, the uh, ABC radio news uh, business editor. Uh, the question was, you say C7's demise is of its own making, but wouldn't the Australian public be better served by more competition for sport through outlets such as C7? To which Kim Williams replied, quite accurately, I think, Let's remember, C7 ran a really terrible sports service, and on any kind of objective measure, people will tell you it was a really crappy service. So let's not have some kind of faulty memory about what was done for consumers through C7. And I think that's a fair point. Uh, Ross, you had C7 when you had, uh, when you had your, your Optus? I did, I did. I didn't mind it. I, don't, I, I can't remember anything particularly terrible about it, but uh, it showed the footy. That was the only time I ever watched it. I never, I never watched it unless there was a live game on. So, well, and that's and I that's think, all it did. Mm. All it did was show the footy. Mm. They uh, they didn't really see themselves as a sports service so much as a footy service. Yeah, and I think that's what Kim Williams is is getting at. Whereas, uh, and, and Fox plus, really has sport covered no matter what. Plus, I'm not uh, I'm not one to watch uh, games if I already know the score. So I was only watching the yep. live games. I wasn't watching any replays or anything. But but it's not so much of a surprise to hear you come down on the side of Foxtel. Well, you know what? It's it, it, it's the, the competition winner. 
in, in this scenario. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have Foxtel Sport at the moment, uh, but and I used to have I used to have Optus and I used to have Optus Sport. And uh, over the last few months, you've been telling us time and time again the compelling reasons that we should be getting Foxtel. I think I think they they do a not bad service. I think they do a not bad service. That's mm. all I'm saying. So I'm saying, sure, I'm wearing one of their t-shirts now. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, uh, is uh, you know, they, they do a not bad service. Sorry, I, I'm going to go on because the last I heard, uh, Channel 7's lawyers were saying that they were considering an appeal. They'd be fools to themselves and burdened to to everybody True. else in the world well, to do that, and and directly contravening what the judge was. Saying. But just like with TV shows, when they get canned, they say, "Oh, we'll do a few movies." <laughs> you, you, you lose a court case. Oh, we, we got to appeal. We'll, we'll, we'll do an appeal. Of course, mm. we can still be friends. Uh, Seven stole our footage. Say Foxtel. This uh, this comes from the Sydney Morning Herald this week as well. Uh, Foxtel claims that Channel Seven has consistently beached, breached the fair trade footage agreement by repackaging Foxtel material and broadcasting it on the network. Apparently, they had some footage from the inside the actors' studio. Uh, Simpsons special that Fox 8 was showing where they had the entire cast of The Simpsons up on stage talking about what it's like to, to make The Simpsons. and So that the real life cast? Yes. Yes. Not, not a um, bunch of cartoons. That, that'd be a terrible strain on the, on the <laughs> animator's hands. Uh, the, uh, and Today Tonight apparently uh, did a, a segment of that and also Today Tonight have taken some footage of uh, Next Top Model. No, I read with the Simpsons thing that it was it did have the Fox watermark, and uh, it was mentioned after they'd shown it that uh, you could see the Simpsons on Ovation. Uh, no, you can see inside the actor's studio on or, Ovation. Or whatever. Uh, mm. Well, a seven spokesman said, and this is this is what I really like about this article. The rest of it, I really couldn't care less. These two hate each other so much that they're never going to be friends. So Foxtel's always going to go seventy, and Seven's always going to go, yeah, we're we'll using them in it, and and that's how that's going to go. But Seven uh, said more people watched the four minutes on Today Tonight from inside the actor's studio than have watched any episode of The Simpsons on 10 or Foxtel at any time, probably since Homer had hair. I know, it's harsh words. Burn. I, I, the thing that surprises me about... They got served. The thing that surprises me about all this is Today Tonight did something dodgy. <laughs> I don't think any of us saw that coming. No! <laughs> Good no. Uh, still on Channel 7. Uh, apparently, Daryl Summers' pilot's uh, show idea won't be done this year. Uh, there was talk that he'd be filming pilot next Saturday, or Saturday next weekend, um, but uh, it's all been put on hold, uh, and uh, he'll put a proposal to management later in the year, and if that's approved, then a pilot will be filmed next year. That's one of three or four variety pilots they've got going at the moment, though, because Senior they've got Andrew O'Keefe, O'Keefe and, yeah, and Grant Denyer's one. So. And uh, what's-her-face from Star Dancers is involved with O'Keefe's? The studded microphone, yep. you know, yeah, yeah, the I, the co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got confused Sophie? because <laughs> Sonia Kruger, Sonia Kruger, Kruger, that's the one. Uh, I, I got confused because we were talking about pilots and we we're in an aircraft hangar. So, ah, I, right, that, I, that I, makes I, sense. Yeah. Last Ross. week it was missing from the Channel Ten Seven Thirty Thursday Night slot, and now comes news from the US that Pirate Master has sunk. Sunk. 
sunk. That's nice. That's yeah, I like that yeah. better. Fire Master mm-hmm. sunk. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it got canned in the US. Uh, the final four episodes are going to get streamed over the internet. Right, so, no, no more really, hoisting of the mainsail. But, <laughs> but they are send, still sending the episodes to the uh, the affiliates, I guess, who are, who are screening it. So Channel Ten will still get the episodes sent to them. Yep, and not that they'll care. I, I assume they would to go to where Sunday midday. Yeah, Sunday midday. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was it was a crap. It was a crap idea. It really, it was think, a, it was a bad show. It was do a crap you think idea. Mark Burnett should just hang it up? I, no, I think he should breathe and try and maybe do one show a year. Rather than seventeen, apparently like he, he's uh, just, on the lots in danger as well. Yeah, um, it, uh, it apparently has very very bad audience uh, numbers and always has. Uh, but uh, th- that's exactly right. He's got on the lot going at the same time as Pirate Master. At the same time as you know, if he just if he just focuses on just one show at a time, I think I think possibly he'd be okay. I don't think well, he it's, should. It's not like he needs the money anymore either. I no, mean, exactly. It, it was fair enough when he uh, when he did the first se- season of Survivor and he got uh, almost no money for it. Mm. Uh, that he would try to get things like The Apprentice up. He's also got another series of The Apprentice coming up. Yeah. Because uh, Trump has signed, signed back to it. So yeah. uh, all, all of these things, just but take he, take a break. He's just coming up with ideas like uh, the Omegatron 3000. What was Cartman's robot? You know, Cartman's robot that he was? Butters, Butters owned him when he was a robot. And he was oh, coming yeah, up with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, He's coming there's, up with ideas for TV shows about as fast as that. There's a, a guy and he's got mm. a gun, mm. but the uh, the gun doesn't work no, didn't, didn't, and they're in, from the future. Didn't all these uh, ideas have Adam Sandler in them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you could have Adam Sandler. You know. that, that was a very good episode. I'm sorry for you know trying to repeat it and then ruining it for everyone. <laughs> Lucky Grills, probably best known for uh, the piss takes of his Bluey character on The Late Show, has died Bar-jass. at his Queensland home. Oh, uh, that's, aged that's sad. 79. Right. Uh, happened late Friday. Not, um, a huge, not a huge surprise. Working all the way up uh, to the day before he passed on, uh, which wasn't bad for a 79-year-old. Yeah. Well, you know, good on him. And uh, Still making barjars? No, no, that's no. that's been temporarily put on hold. Oh, right. What what was he making until the day died? Uh, it was he was uh, doing radio, wasn't he? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay, on Macquarie Radio. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and you know, if anyone saw any uh, episodes of Barjas, loved a hamburger, and also hmm. doing uh, the club entertainment circus. Okay. Oh, appearing at Twister and and such. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What? What? Not anymore because it burnt down. The uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, that's that's sad for all future Big Brother evictees. Chevron chases. Quint, uh, Twister's still going. It's just got a new location. Where is it? Well, like, they haven't told us yet, but oh, it, it'll okay. be back. It, it, it'll be back, possibly on one of uh, whatever Ross thinks is the new internet thing. What is the new internet thing, Ross? Jugu. Oh, nice. What does that do? Uh, um, I don't know. It's like Facebook, except better. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of nothing in particular... Man vs. Wild is a Discovery Channel show in which uh, Bear Gorillas, survival expert, uh, goes is dropped into a location and has to survive for days on his own, uh, often with uh, nothing more than, say, a flint and a water bottle. He's, so, he's surviving for days on his own. Well, with the camera crew not interfering. So camera crew following him, not interfering. Clearly, they've got snacks. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, Man vs. Wild isn't 
all that it seems to be. Uh, Channel 4 has confirmed after uh, an investigation launched by it. So Channel 4 UK? Channel 4 UK. Uh, they launched an investigation into uh, the program, which they air under the title Born Survivor, Bear Grealis. Oh, Grylis, who the hell knows? Uh, so they've launched an investigation. Uh, then they've come up with uh, evidence to suggest that while they were filming, he wasn't living outdoors in the wild, but really holing up in motels. <laughs> oh, back in the caravan with the crew. In, in between day shoots. Well, let, let's... Let's be honest here. Some of those hotels are pretty dicey. <laughs> well, yes. I wouldn't stay in them. But mm. this man with a flint and a water bottle. <laughs> really. I think, I, I, th- I think the real surprise here is that Channel 4 has been airing something dodgy. Yeah, no. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> uh, among the changes uh, that, that have come into the show, uh, things like apparently Grills was uh, supposed to have built a raft out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And then and then sailed on the raft, but they discovered that uh, the raft was actually constructed and then disassembled <laughs> in a way such that he could assemble it quite easily on With film. his Allen key. With his Allen key. <laughs> he, the new Ikea raft, which was called Srogan. I'll just find these bits of wood that look mysteriously like a raft. <laughs> So uh, fantastic! Now I really want to see that show, but apparently yeah. for all uh, all future versions of it, they're going to say uh, this part is dramatised and ah really yeah because really. they've been caught out. Hey uh, Zachary Quinto, who Heroes fans will know as the actor who plays Sila, has he's a bad man. He's he, a very bad man. He is. He's been signed up to play young Spock. But Spock's in, a good man. Young Spock in the new Star Trek movie uh, imaginatively titled Star Trek, uh, <laughs> apparently the plot of which involves a young Captain Kirk meeting a young Spock at Starfleet Academy. Oh, they go out on the town. This is the one that's going to be directed by J.J. <laughs> J. Abrams. So, ah, yes. Uh, I'm really very unexcited. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a Star Trek fan. I didn't see his uh, Mission Impossible 3. Was that any good? Uh, yeah, it kind of was. Well, the first half of it was, and then the second half was, wasn't. was Right. But it was, it was kind of good. I think it was uh, good if you're a fan of Alias. It was, oh, ve- it was very Alias-like. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek... No, you know what? I understand the position that Star Trek has in the history of television. Mm-hmm. I understand that it's a very important series as far as being groundbreaking, etc., yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand that Star Trek Next Generation really brought a whole lot of people back to television who hadn't been there. Uh, and uh, I also understand that Star Trek Next Generation and all the other spin-offs had maybe two episodes per season that were any good as far as storyline goes. The rest of them, shit boring and just about being in costumes and ooh, aliens. That's my take on Star Trek. That being said, Star Trek First Contact, quite a good film, and I'd be interested to see uh, what J.J. Abrams does. Is that the one came out sort of mid-80s where they come back to the mid-80s? No, no. (laughs) Which one was that? No, that, no, I think that was Star Trek 4. That was Star Trek 4 with the dolphins and the, we've got yeah. to save the Earth. No, yeah. Yeah. no, no, that, no, wasn't, no. that Star wasn't Trek, that one. No, Star Trek First Contact was, uh, was a, a next-gen film. Was that the one with Picard and Kirk? There was a the movie with Picard uh, yeah, and Kirk. No, Kirk. I, no, it wasn't that one. That was Star okay. Trek Generations. Oh, right. 
Uh, first contact was the one where uh, where they first meet. Uh, I don't want to spoil the end for for anyone, but it's the Vulcans. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> they, they they finally uh, they finally get uh, into space and meet the Vulcans. Oh, okay. Well, interestingly, J.J. Abrams has come out and said that he never really he he's a Star Trek fan, but he's more of a uh, Star Wars person. Right. But I guess there's none of them up. It's for, gonna, up for grabs to direct, so it's going to be interesting to see how he puts stormtroopers into the Star Trek mm, film. Yeah. We wait and see. In an effort to address their sliding uh, news and current affairs figures, the Nine Network have asked Ray Martin, veteran uh, newsman, to anchor a new early news show uh, to go to air at five p.m. No. Nope. Yes. Monday to Friday, uh, in an attempt to uh, make over its late afternoon schedule and improve the lead into the six pm news. Um, <laughs> Joe wait, Pearson is the name you're thinking of. No, 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 no. <laughs> my my question is, they 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 think they need a better lead in to six o'clock news. Yes. So they're putting news on. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a thirty minute news and current affairs show, or from another part of the same article, news and interview show. But that's um, at five o'clock. Martin, it's still five thirty. They're going to have antique roadshow, so they've still got no lead in to the news. They've no, got. The, I know. They've got, a, they've got a news show, <laughs> and then they've got a time when people actually change the channel, and then and then. Apparently, they're going to put news in. Oh, that'll work. <laughs> Ray Martin hasn't yet made up his mind whether to uh, accept the offer or not. He says the show would have to be something that didn't compete with the 6pm news. Oh. A spokeswoman well, for Nine... Well, it's not going to. It's at a completely different time slot. <laughs> a spokeswoman for Nine confirmed that it was uh, one option being considered for the pre-6pm schedule. Uh, Ray Martin earns $1.4 million a year, reportedly. And uh, somebody from Arrival Network said that it's an attempt to make Ray sing for his supper. Does anybody remember Live at Five? Channel Nine. Remember the name. Current Affairs show. Little bit of news. Sounds little bit like of current BTN. Affairs. Sounds like, sounds, sounds like something kidsy. Mm. Well, mm. It, was, it was aimed at younger people. It's aimed at, uh, you know, I think quite good for, for high school kids who... Sorry, the, the plane's backing up. <laughs> it's uh, uh, quite, quite good for, uh, for high school kids coming home from school, wanting to, to get a good handle on it. It was a little bit simpler than a, a lot of things that were on the news at that stage. So it was like the news for the Herald Sun readers? It was like the news is now. Okay, <laughs> yep. but it was it was called Live at Five, and uh, and this is just a, a throwback to that. So another case of Channel Nine going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Ah, oh, someone quick, put me in a bucket of water. My hair's on fire. I, I, Hang on, I remember a show we used to do. I remember Come on Kids. That was a bit earlier, I think. Yeah, that, that was, was the four, four. o'clock leading. Yeah, sure, see, maybe they could go back to Come on Kids and have Supergrown. Again. Oh, yeah, that, that'd work really nicely. The show's been considered for a 5pm slot rather than 5.30, so it can be shot in the same studio as the 6pm news, uh, but still allow for a, a set change. And this is at the same time as uh, Nine have hit their historic low of 32.7% of TV advertising revenue. They're going to have a title card at 5.30 and no show, just a title card saying, please don't change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. News coming up, under, please. Please. <laughs> under construction. <laughs> and lastly in the news but uh not most interestingly uh acma have decided they're going to do a new round of research into the digital tv take up uh, apparently only 30 percent of viewers had adopted digital tv in 2006 which was up 13 percent from 2005 14 percent from so so the the total percentage was 30 percent so so yes they didn't get an extra 30 percent in 2006 no, no, no. yeah no they got an extra 13 percent mm-hmm. uh 
uh, non-adopters were not even aware that digital free-to-air television existed. That was 14% of non-adopters were not aware mm-hmm. that there was any free-to-air digital television. So 14% of 60%. Uh, no, 14% of 100%. Wasn't it the non-adopters? Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're right. So, it's, so is, you'll is, find that's actually 70, in, so 40% of 70%. Is this in conjunction with that person that uh, the parrot put in place a few weeks ago to oversee the whole digital TV it, thing? It might be, but that's not uh, that's not mentioned in this News Limited article. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do say that uh, 71% of non-adopters were not interested or not sure if they were interested in digital free-to-air television last year. Uh, and that was up from 61%. So 61% may have been interested... Sorry, 61% were not interested, and then suddenly 71% were not interested. (laughs) Uh, And the studies also showed that TV broadcasters and communication authorities were failing in their efforts to promote digital television. Well, duh, Freddie, duh. And if you consider the number of people that generally don't watch non-commercial TV, then the commercial networks haven't been allowed to offer any further uh, And whose fault is that? Green and Sky. <laughs> and that is Keenan Box Cutters News. No surprise. And joining us now in the airplane hangar that is the Box Cutters Studio, <laughs> we've got our newfound resident expert on Lost, Justin Hamilton. You, you know, I'm not. I'm not certain if. Uh Expert is the right Just title. Just take it. You know, I'd, I'd say, you know, mildly obsessed fan, <laughs> you know. But if you want to, expert makes it sound, you know, oh, he's an expert. But then really it's just staying up too late and reading too many message boards. Does that allow you to put letters after your name? Oh, yeah. Ooh, yes. BS Lost? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll accept it then. All right. I'll, I'm more than happy to take that title. Nice one. Nice one. So... So the, uh, you know what? We've been waiting so long to to have this chat. Yeah. The the last episode of Lost yeah. aired on Channel Seven last week, which was. Uh, are you, have you caught up yet, Brett? Brett yes, yes. I watched good. the last uh, it was, double episode uh, twice. It was absolutely stunning that last episode, and uh, really? I think you you didn't think the uh, the oh, flash forward. Hang on, just just so that I can. I can build up the tension even more in the studio after Brett said that, really. I'm going to uh, move my mic over to this side of the desk. Three against one, Brett Crawford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is interesting. Can I say that the story. I was highly distracted by the sloppiness of production, continuity errors, and, and just crap that didn't make any sense, like Jack having grey stubble and having the beard and having no grey in his beard whatsoever. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What you know, the, you know, what the hell uh, are you talking about? You know, uh, when I watch a show about uh, people landing on an island with uh, smoke creatures and, uh, you know, possible time paradoxes, I always think, hmm, where's the grain his beard? When they, were, when they were heading off from the beach, the sun was almost down on the horizon. You could see it reflecting off, uh, off the water. Yeah. And as they were taking up and walking through the green fields, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah like, was, just really maybe, sloppy stuff like maybe that. Maybe that was yeah. the stuff that and went... And I hadn't, I hadn't seen that in previous episodes of Lost. That went through the... Uh, X-ray machine at the yeah, airport. Yeah, because remember, there was stuff that went through the, the X-ray machine oh, at Honolulu right. Airport. Yes. Mm. So, you 
know, they did, they might have had to reshoot some things. And anyway, and how Brett's thoughts how and opinions you, aside, how were you bored enough in the episode to start looking for flaws? No, that's what I, I wasn't know. looking for flaws. Um, the 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 code for the keypad that Charlie had to put in that's good vibrations. She tells him, Bonnie tells him that it's five four five eight seven six, and he puts in five 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 four. It's completely wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know what I. I handed my Bachelor of uh, Lost. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm off to watch Neighbours. <laughs> but they could actually give him the proper code and it wouldn't be an issue. Why, would, why wouldn't they didn't, take care to... Didn't to... you like the flash forward? Didn't you think the flash forward was brilliant? It, it fits perfectly with everything Lost and yet it changes everything. And making Jack do it... I don't think it changes anything. How does it not change anything? It's brilliant. How you know does it now... change something? You know that they're heading towards a disaster and Jack, but... who's got this, you know self-destructive saviour kind of mentality who has to save everybody on the island because he can't save himself. We now know that he thinks he's saving everyone. He thinks he's doing the right mm. thing. And, and we not. see him yeah. sometime later and we see how miserable and fucked up everything is. It was fantastic. For him. Well, Kate well, was well, fine. Kate didn't look too happy. Yeah. She, and, yeah. And, you know, who, she, who someone's she, dead. Boyfriend. Someone's dead. Who is she? Who is she? Uh, yeah, who's she with? Yeah, who's she, who she potentially stuck with? Well, it poten- doesn't necessarily potentially mean- it's only Jack and Kate that have got off the island. She didn't say, I'm happy. Yes. All she said is, I need to get back to him. You've got to remember mm. that. Yeah. I wanna, so, Justin, you've been on the internet looking at theories, mm. clearly also looking at... Uh, you know, floor sites. Have yeah, you? yeah, and and all these all these things that Brett's picking up. Have you have you come across them? What have people been saying about it? You know, I, you know, the, the, there are people who do pick up on the floors and uh, things like that. And uh, to be honest, uh, unless it's you know, unless you know, suddenly uh, you know, for a scene. You know, Saw is played by Billy D. Williams, and it goes back. I don't really care. You know, I kind of figure. You know, that would be a hell of a flaw, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> what the hell happened there? But uh, you know, I kind of figure it, it's just uh, some of that stuff is just uh, something I, I suppose you have to expect because they're what churning out twenty four episodes or twenty three episodes. But I do also understand at the same point. You know, you're trying to enjoy something, and if you just notice something, you can't you can't not notice yeah. it, can you? And, and you it, can't unnotice it. And it can be it can and be so distracting. The more, you might, the more you notice, the more you're going to be. It, looking out for it. It I makes think. it hard. But, um, you know, what was interesting was uh, the San Diego Convention. Uh, Comic- Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Um, uh, Lindelof and Cruz uh, have been saying they the, the, the flash forward, that that was always going to happen. This was always uh, there, but they couldn't do it until they had the end date. So as soon as they, because they knew if they'd put it in beforehand, people would have been going, oh, you're just trying to stretch it out. That was already in place, but they had to wait as soon as they were told, this is where we're going to finish, we're putting it in. And the other news that also went along with that is, uh, is uh, Michael's coming back. Oh, really? Because yeah. he, yes. he joined another TV series yeah, in well, the time he, between. He's, uh, he's supposedly been under contract this whole time, and the, the, they've all been sitting on it, like Lindelof Cruz, uh, you know, uh, and Harold um, Mitchell. Think. Harold Mitchell. No, Perinu. Perinu. Yeah, They've all they've all known, mm. and uh, they've been sort of like, uh, and that also was, I think, dependent on ABC actually saying, "Look, this is your end date." This is what you're working towards. So now he comes now, back. Now coming back, how? Because we've seen lots of lost characters come back in flashbacks. Yeah, who we've knows? seen Boone come back quite a few times. We've, I, I think uh, in, I, in no, he's, he's a regular. He's a regular cast member again. Radio. In those last episodes, we saw Walt come back. That's, oh yeah, that's true. And you know, and and that's that's actually something that they said a long time ago. Lindelof and, and Q's said uh, probably about six months ago. Yep. that 
Walt will be coming back. We just needed a way to try to explain how he's going to age so quickly when nobody else on the island ages so quickly. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we see him come back. And in the time that he's been off the island, he's grown like an extra nine feet. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't help the angle that they shot that from, yeah. is it? Like, you know, we already know he's grown a bit yeah. and it's, oh, let's, let's, let's do a low shot. And you think, oh, <laughs> makes it hard. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the, the thing that I love about the show is that uh, we're watching mainstream television and, and it's smart. Mm-hmm. And it's and and it's and it's clever. And except when it comes to stubble. Except when it comes to stubble, everyone's got their flaws. Everyone's got their Achilles heel. <laughs> but it's uh, it, it, it makes it uh, you know what's great about it is going to these sites where you know like, it doesn't feel like that long ago I was sitting down with people saying that you know reality TV had ruined everything. You know, and we were, we were kind of caught in this morass of oh you know Cheryl's a mile on on message boards and things like that. Now you can go to message boards and people are using quantum physics trying to explain this they're going into uh philosophies you know they're trying to find all this stuff and whether it's nerdy or not it at least is imaginative and mm. creative and suddenly you go oh this is this is great to be well, a part no, of something no, this of course happened with twin peaks that was the first show that that really happened when yeah. the internet was was just kind of taking off uh into, into the mainstream yeah uh and there was a lot of contention that the, that they, that the people on message boards about Twin Peaks were actually writing the show, were actually coming up with a lot of ideas that were influencing the show. Do you think the same thing's happening with Lost? Yeah, you know, like I, I wouldn't, you know, you can't say that that wouldn't happen. But I, I kind of get the impression. Look, I, when you read interviews with Lindelof, especially, you know, being a, he was a fan of Twin Peaks, he was a fan of the X Files, and we know how both of those series. You know, especially the X Files, wasn't that? That's still, I still get heartburn I, when I think about how that show finished because I, I watched all of it. Because you know, from about season six, it was going to be the last season. So you think, oh, I've watched them all. I might as well watch the next one. And then the seven, season, season seven, oh, the next one will be like, oh, okay. And, you got and then to the suddenly end. Mulder and Scully are kissing, and then Mulder's not Mulder anymore. And yeah, and and, and he's, the he's baby's going to be Jesus yeah. or something. Like, yeah. what's going on there? <laughs> no one knows, but you know, they're doing another film. They are doing another uh, film, which is, which yeah. is going to be exciting. But back but, to Lost. But Lindelof is—he uh, seems like he's a student of the past and knows where the mistakes have been made. And uh, like they know how it finishes. Uh, mm-hmm. As I said, it's never been a case of uh, 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 um, uh, just on a bit of a tangent. Uh, there's a comic book writer called Mark Miller who became good friends with Lindelof, and he uh, Lindelof gave Miller the uh, first season of Lost and. He, he lost his mind over it. He thought it was great. And halfway through season two, he told Miller what the ending is. And Miller on the, the message boards, people were writing and going, oh, it's going to be like the X-Files, blah, 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 blah. And Miller said, Lindelof has told me what it is. You're going to lose your minds. It's all there. Like, once you know, you'll be able to go back and go, there it is, there it is, there it is. And that excites me. Which, yeah, it, fantastic. It, really, it gives me a bit of a boner. Yeah. And- yeah, I was I was on uh, ABC local radio Queensland mm-hmm. on Friday afternoons. I do a, a weekly uh, tell us about television, Josh scenario, mm-hmm. and there was a filling guy uh, who, who was who's in the studio, and he said to me, "So, Josh, you're pretty excited about Lost. My understanding about Lost is that it's only really popular amongst uh, boys who played Dungeons and Dragons." <laughs> 
And then rather than asking me about the show, tried to grill me about whether or not I played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly, I did. Josh, just lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you rolled some twenty-sided dice. Question his integrity. (laughs) It's got him. I I did that. I did that. Problem is, he had the initiative. Ah. I rolled. I rolled under three hundred d six. Ah, stuff. No defense. I I know. I have no idea what any of you are talking about. (laughs) But that makes you the coolest person here. (laughs) The thing is. Does the mere fact that I like comics and and yes, in high school played role playing games, yeah, does that mean that uh, I am more inclined to like Lost? Like, do you know lots of people who aren't like us who like Lost? Yeah, you know that's uh, well, Ross. Ross, because you don't read comics. Either, I don't do read you? comics, and I never played Dungeons and Dragons. Well, how's this? I uh, 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 a girl that I used to date who was uh, you know never into watching like. Likes documentaries. That's the kind of thing that she'll watch. Mm. And uh, reads uh, non-fiction. We'll read uh, biographies, autobiographies, blah, blah, blah. I showed her loss and she lost her mind. And and even, you know, we don't see each other that much. But when I get the episodes, she comes over and we sit there and we watch them together. Right. Like, so it, it is appealing on, on many levels. It's, but, you know, of course... You know, it, of course it's going to appeal to people who play role-playing games and reads comics and that because, you know what, it's not going to appeal to your stereotypical jock because they're a jock. Like, it, it's a smart show. It's uh, Of course it's not going to appeal to them and, and, you know, quite clearly, who cares? We don't want them along anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I don't really want to sit down with, you know, uh, you know Nick Revolt. Uh, for those who don't know who was a footballer and, and, and have him sit there and try and tell me why Kate should go off with Sawyer hey Revolt bugger off you know you've got no idea you know so I'm, I'm quite happy if, 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 if it's just a, a, you know a percentage of people that like it I am more than fine with that because there's nothing more disappointing than you know like if you like a band and then suddenly they become popular and you've got numbnuts telling you how good they are and you're sitting there going oh I hate you and I wish this band wasn't quite so big all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. When, when people were telling me that Nirvana's first album was Nevermind, I yeah, just wanted yeah, to punch yeah. them in the face. The, the, uh, the, did but you they still see... get like 12 million viewers uh, oh, yeah. per episode. Like For something that's still a small percentage, it, there's a lot of people into it, and there's, there's many different ways you can watch it. You can just watch it well, as... You know, those, the those message boards are, are amazing. I mean, it's yeah. thousands and thousands of pages of theories. Yeah. You know, you go on after, after a show and there's, you know, another 40 or 50 threads started up just yeah. based on that show. Like, which, it's quite incredible. And which are the best forums? Uh, look, I think uh, Lost Spoilers... Uh, which I think is through the Channel 7 website. Right. Yahoo 7 slash Lost does actually have a lot of good clues on it, and it, and it, mm-hmm. and it shows that, you. It, was it that shows Yahoo you 7 the Lost? Yes, that's Yahoo the one. Lost? That's the one. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, the easy, it's easy to get around that side as well, I reckon, to, okay. you know, just to be able to but, 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 but get about. Uh, mm-hmm. four, uh, 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, is all right, but mm-hmm. I find that one... Have you, have you been to that one? Yep. It's, yep. A, it's a bit snipey, isn't it? A lot of people flaming each other. Oh, yeah. And, you know. yeah. But that, that's the whole internet, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, really. <laughs> but you'd, I find you don't get, seem to get that one on the uh, uh, the Yahoo site. Oh, you see, I don't check that one as much because they're so far behind. Oh, right. No, that's up to date. No, 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 they're up to date with the Channel 7 feed. Oh, okay. What am I thinking? Because there's, there's one that I go through Google because uh, okay. I can I always forget to put it in properly and, mm-hmm. it's, and I th- it's lost spoilers. Okay. Dot right. com. And, and that, one's, that one's completely up to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that one seems... There's some good theories on there as well mm-hmm. and uh, up-to-date gossip. So who was Kate talking about when she said I have to get back to him? 
yeah, that's, you know, it's Who interesting. Who died? Be, well, because, you know, first, your first reaction is, I, I don't know about you guys, but you go, oh, she must be with Sawyer. That's no. my, that was kind of my first, was reaction. My first reaction. My and first I feel like reaction that's too was, easy. She's with Ben. My first reaction was, why is she not still on the run? Yeah. Well, this is, ah. this, well, this is uh, you know, this is one of the theories that, look, I'm not subscribing to any, but this is the one that interests me the most, is that, you know, we've had... Everything's about black and white, yin yang. You know, everything kind of reverts back to that. And the I, I like the theory that maybe it's it's two different worlds, and they've gone back to the wrong one. And so in oh. this one, you know, that's why she's not in a hurry to get back because she's she's not in jail. Mm-hmm. And also, oh. you know, how we think at first we're meant to think it's a flashback with Jack talking about his father. Then when we realise it's a flash forward, you think, oh god, how much has he lost it because he's on the gear, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. But now you start to dead. think. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, but now you think... His father's dead. Maybe well, in this place... He's supposed to be yeah. dead. But yeah. yeah. Mm. But maybe in this place... He's not. His father's alive. Oh. And that's what's... Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. that's why he knows they have to get back, because they're not meant to be there. But you see, again, with that, I thought he was just so drunk. Yeah, I know. Maybe he just said it because he was drunk. But, you know, that, I, but I think that's what you're meant to think. Mm. And that might be what you're meant to think. Yeah. But... Yeah. Okay. Also, there's, so who was, okay. who was dead? Okay. Do you want to hear my theories on this? The polar bear was dead. And uh, and and uh, Kate is is living with Echo. Sweet. Well, you know, you know, did, um, uh, Dominic uh, Monaghan was out here recently and uh, did an interview on uh, Triple M with the Will and Lemo show, mm-hmm. and they were saying, you know, does everyone get along? And they said, yeah, yeah. And he said, look, if anyone's annoying, it's easy to get written out of that show. And he said, well, you may remember the character Mr. Echo, actor, yes. a little bit annoying. There you go. Oh, really? Your story's finished. With his Plus, annoying little beanie. Plus, yeah. <laughs> the, third, the third cast member to be busted for drink driving yep. and to be killed off the, the show. Yep. Yeah, mm. you know what Smokey is? Executives. That's what he is. The network coming down. <laughs> <laughs> You're gone. So, so who was dead? Who was dead? You know, because... Uh, I, th- there's, I think there's a misconception because when he come, uh, Jack walks in, they ask, is it a friend or family? And yeah. they think he says neither. Yeah. But I, I think it's either. Ah, either. So if it's mm. either, that could be Claire. That's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> but true. But the, the, apparently the newspaper article, the name started with J-O. That's right. Yeah, when you look in the... Uh, so then, you know, John Locke. Mm. Uh, Dr. Joyce Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> always wondered what happened. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, did you see the Green Guide this week, Justin? No. Big article on uh, Evangeline Lilly where she, she really uh, goes a little bit Kirstie Alley about the whole thing, admitting that she didn't really know where the story was going in, uh, in the third season, and she thinks that's why a lot of viewers have turned off. So, oh, right. Yeah, a little bit of, I don't get the show, but I'm in it. Yeah, right. Uh, but but, but uh, have people turned off in the third season? No. I... No. I, I uh, I have to agree with her. I think she's right. She was talking about those first six episodes, and those first six episodes where they were in the cages weren't that great. No, she really? was, t- she See, was talking I'm... about the whole season. And oh, okay. she said too much, uh, too much triangle, too much love triangle between her and Jack and Sawyer, mm-hmm. and I completely agree. Bores me senseless. I don't care. I'm not watching it for a love triangle. I'm watching yeah, it for the... polar bears and smoke. Oh, right. You, and, you, and and numbers. You're heartless. The, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about love. These, uh, Lindelof has said that it's uh, the season was what was he? He said it was going to be about the others. This was you know it's pretty much this season is one contained story, which is pretty much all about the others. Which we at the end can't be too much more about the others. Is what 
Ben left, isn't there? Mm, that's yeah. a, it's mm. about the only... Well, all the ones that went off to the temple. And yeah. the ones that went off to the temple as well, yeah, of course. See, I, yeah. I thought, I thought this, this season was about family dysfunctionality. You've, well, got all, you've got all the infighting, you've got the splitting up, you've got... Uh, you've all the got, problems with fathers, yeah, all the way of, through it. Lots of sacrificing for, for the greater good of the family. And Well, it's interesting because when J.J. Uh, uh, J. Abrams and Lindelof were putting this stuff together, um, Lindelof had... Uh, his father had just died and he married a, a woman who who is a Catholic and I think he's an atheist. So it's a lot of... Uh, so I think... It, that is going to be a theme that goes all the way through it. It's all about fathers and, and faith to a certain extent. But, yeah, you know, the, the, see, the, the, what I find interesting about... This is what I like about the show, is mm-hmm. that uh, the triangle uh, doesn't appeal to you. Th- that would appeal to a lot of people. A lot of people would be really into the triangle, and I reckon mm-hmm. you can kind of watch it as a what? who's he gonna, uh, who's she going to go with. I reckon the non-D&D geeks would need some of the love triangle. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 that's definitely. The, uh, that's the more the jocks you were talking about before. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, who appeal yeah, the, to, the, the triangle appeals to them. Exactly. Well, more but, the but chicks. That, but yeah. that's all right. Chick jocks. No, but that's this is what I like is uh, it, 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 there's lots of ways that you can watch it and it can appeal to mm-hmm. you. See, what I enjoy about the triangle is uh, I really like the character of Jack. He's actually my favourite character, even though I know it's kind of in to get stuck into him. But uh, I think people kind of forget early on in the first episode, uh, in the first few episodes, is he never wanted the responsibility, and everyone sort of you know lock all of them. You you know you have to take charge. You have to do this. You have to do that. And about you know two thirds of the way through, he finally accepts that responsibility. And as soon as he does, everyone says, no, you're wrong. No, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. And everyone kind so, of... So that's halfway through the third season? And, well, no, no, that's when through he, the first season when he took on the responsibility. Yeah, yeah. So then people were saying, oh, he's a bit whiny in the second season. It's <laughs> like, well, he, if you remember back to the first season, this is all one big story. It's not Things don't get reset. He didn't want to be mm. in this position. And what I like about uh, the triangle is that he seems to be someone who has always been in a position where he has to, you know, be the saviour of some sort, which is kind of thrust upon him. But the the stuff with Kate is... I really like the first six episodes. And when he saw that she was with him and he sent her off, that was just another way of, you know... I like that because that kind of thrust him into that part where he was going to leave the island. Mm. He was going to go. Yeah. And then when Locke came and, you know, buggered up that plan, mm. he ended up in this situation where it's like, right, okay, this is this is what's going to happen. I have to take this responsibility again. So I kind of enjoy it more on that level yep. rather than, uh, ooh, who should she be with? Yep. You know, kind yep. of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. And one of the theories that's been out there and, and was addressed in the story was that uh, it, they're all in limbo. Which was directly addressed uh, in the episode where I can't Locke's, Locke's father, father was oh, yeah. killed by Sawyer. Don't you realise what this is? <laughs> but that was never that was ruled was out by the show. Ah, uh, yeah, it was actually. It was, was it? it was ruled out really early uh, uh, that it was purgatory. That's yeah. why. That's why he's got the PhD, and you're just pushing the buttons. But, but you know, <laughs> you know what's interesting though is that they did rule it out, and then there was that uh, tie-in book that came out, which was uh, Bad Twin, and mm. the, the name the, uh, Stephen w- King. Was a it was a um, it was a anagram, anagram for purgatory. Mm. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't think it is purgatory, but I wouldn't be surprised if they say it's not. We've told you it's not. Oh yeah, check this out. We're going to tease you. You know, still mm. reading the message boards as you were saying. You know what else they said at Comic Con, which uh, I got really excited about. They're going to go back and give us Libby's story, yeah, and explain why she was on the island. So yeah. uh, that's great. I've been waiting for that to get picked up Excellent. again. Excellent. Yeah. And apparently there was a new. Uh, um, Dharma video at the Comic Con. Yeah, oh, yeah, really. It should be cool to. 
I'm sure it's YouTube. on YouTube. I'm sure yeah, it is yeah. by now. Marvin, uh, Marvin Candle or what's his other name? It was Marvin Candle. It was because he goes under yep. the two names. He, he, he on the different videos, he's got different names. Real, he's Same sneaky. Man. I don't trust him. He's sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, we just, we, we've got one minute left, and I've got a, a question that I've wanted answered for a very long time. And and because you are uh, Damon Lindelof's cousin, yeah. uh, <laughs> short dark hair. Sure, why not? Uh, Adam and Eve in the cave. Yeah, what's happened to them? I know they were my favorite characters. Well, you, you know, you know, <laughs> I still want a flashback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> flashback. You know, forty three minutes of them just rotting. Um, <laughs> You know, the, uh, at Comic-Con, uh, Lindelof, they said, you know, are there questions that we uh, should be asking? And Lindelof said, yes, you should be asking this, 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 and that was one of the things. Ah. And he said, you should be asking us about that. And well, then, what, and about the, what about the four-toed statue? Statue, yeah. And well, there's meant to be, you know, that, I, I think, I might be wrong about this, I think they said that they'd get to that either towards the end of this season, the season coming up or the next season. Mm. There's going to be a Rousseau-centric uh, yeah, episode, so yeah. that'll be, you know, there's, there's still, what, there's going to be 48 episodes. The, the, rabbits, the rabbits coming back? Oh, yes, yes, because it starts off the first uh, and episode with number 15 on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And also nobody uh, seems to have realised that there's stewardess on the flight was also once a host of Gladiators in Australia. Yeah. And uh, I think that's going to come into play yeah. very importantly. One of those big boys is going to come down uh, yeah. off the boat, kick some ass. What a- tantrum. <laughs> tantrum is going to come what down. A- what about the tsunami? Yeah, there's been talk about uh, mm, will that be written will in? That, yeah, will that be part of the plot? Uh, it's so exciting. I can't right. wait. And, and Justin, we'll have to have you back. Uh, when the new season starts uh, or when developments happen over this break period so so we can find out a little bit more. Hopefully there won't be anything nearly as twee as the Lost Experience because, quite (laughs) frankly, I don't think anyone bothered with that and then somebody found a Sprite ad and everyone gave up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But hopefully they'll have something during this break to to keep us excited and we'll have you back to It's the Mobisodes. Yeah. 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 Too excited. Can't cope. (laughs) If I could go into a coma and wake up just as the new episode comes out, I'd be a very happy man. We'll see if we can erase that for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Justin Hamilton. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. A long time since we've heard the sounds of crap TV. It has been, and I wasn't really planning for it uh, until I was... Well, we never planned for you it, You can't Brad. plan for crap having, TV. Having a look at uh, something on the tape. They, the, uh, the, the networks don't program their shows based around our crap TV is it, is or your VCRs. Is this about the stubble again? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you, guys, uh, are you guys keeping up with Letterman? No. No. Did you no. have to watch it on Friday night? No. no. That's the early one where they started at, uh, well, according to the program, the guide, uh, 12.30, but it was more like 10 to 1. Because uh, it, it won't happen anymore after this week, but they do have the problem with uh, Friday Night Live. Well, yeah, where they don't know how. Because it always runs over. There is no reason why it has to run over. If they actually properly scheduled the freaking show, then... And, and take some responsibility it, for freaking TV making. It's it's live. It takes a long time to get them to. It's no excuse that it's they've live. Got jump they off should the, be able jump to keep crane. To they've got to, you know, they've got to make them dizzy. There's, and yeah. it's not like they can record the show at six o'clock, edit it very quickly, and then air it at seven thirty. They couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. <laughs> Why the hell don't they do that? 
Letterman. Lots of shows to Letterman. Have. Letterman on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, showed the opening titles. No audio. Really? No audio at all. Oh. No audio through until uh, two jokes of the monologue. Really? Yep. How do you know it was two jokes? Because uh, uh, you went by the pauses on yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, really. Um, so it continued on from there, and uh, then at the thirty-eight minute mark. Uh, coming back from some ads, there was a, a still of Rove in the New York studio, uh, looking out the glass walls at the studio from uh, last week's show live in New York, um, to Letterman with no audio, then back to Rove, and then finally back to Letterman with some audio. <laughs> do, do you think, do you think ne- one of the competi- co- competitions in uh, Friday Night Live last week was... Uh, Actually, doing the switching for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At the next ad breaker, there was no audio on the ads, along with. Now, hold on a sec. That's a blessing. (laughs) Along with digital vision mess, uh, all basically very, very tight, pixelated kind of lines going on, like somebody was uh, fast forwarding and rewinding the the ads on preview. All right, yeah. Um, So so during those ads, you're trying to think, I can see a whole lot of girls in an apartment somewhere, but what (laughs) what suburb could they be in? What state? (laughs) And in in fact, I didn't Do they want me now? How do I know? (laughs) I didn't monitor all the ad breaks because I I don't watch ads. Mm. Um, so that may have been going on earlier on, but it definitely yeah. happened at like the forty-four minute mark. Um, and then back to Letterman with no audio again. Well, no. that's, I, I would no. say that's Letterman's worst episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> that is such crap TV. Did you, did you call up Channel Ten to find out what's going on? Well, no, I, I only uh, watched it last night because the security late. guards get really, really bored late at night. Mm. If you see something crap late at night, call up, call up the network mm-hmm. and uh, and say, listen, what the hell's going on? And by the way, are you lonely? I did that once for the Amazing Race, and yeah, the security guard didn't want to take my call at all. No, they're, they're very angry. Mm. <laughs> they really don't want it. Yeah, I will pass your message on. <laughs> Who will you pass it on to? Whoever takes her from my shift. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they really don't care. That is crap TV. Absolutely. And Letterman's such a good show. Like, but I, I reckon mm-hmm. they think no one's watching. And certainly, if no. people well, weren't you know watching they anyway. Know the executives are watching because there's nobody to tell them what the hell is going on with this. They probably thought we've had two hours of. Four people sitting locked in a locked in their if they're Gold still watching Coast rooms. If, if they're still watching <laughs> after that, who cares? But, but how, they don't know if people are watching because they don't record any ratings after midnight. Mm. So why even bother? Are you sure mm. they don't record them? They don't. No one pays for so them. So they not count. They don't count them. Mm. No, they actually don't count them. Mm. I don't think that. Uh, I, I was reading something for those that, who that, aren't in the studio. Josh is getting a very suspicious look from Brett. Well, uh, for those who don't have well, the video podcast, you know what? You know what? We're never going to bloody know because Oztam refuses to reveal how they collect their data, mm-hmm. and, uh, and until they do that, we're always going to be in the dark, always. Mm-hmm. So Oztam get stuffed. Channel Ten get stuffed. Maybe Crap we- TV. We love you. Hi, this is Jess McGuire from Defamer Australia and other malarkey. And you're listening to my favourite podcast, Box Cutters. Maybe we what, Brett? Maybe we what? Uh, maybe we <laughs> should get uh, the, uh, Harold Mitchell from Mitchell and Partners uh, advertising buyer to come in and uh, let us know how much information they get. Oh, oh, that- I, I, don't, I don't think he does any press. <laughs> <laughs> really? 
<laughs> do you want to hear, he hear what he talked about <laughs> with the Ray just, thing? It's, it's just constant. He must just. I don't don't think he can be Australia's biggest buyer because where would he find the time in between all the interviews? No, he, he has his lackeys to do it for him. He's the head of the agency. And so he has people looking all after it. All he's doing all day is blogging opinions. <laughs> and, you know, if, if you want to buy advertising space, where would you go? Harold Mitchell and Partners, because that's the only person that's actually out there making a name for themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair point. It's some of the best publicity he's ever done. There's, this uh, is uh, Dodgy Press. Uh, dodgy Press. A couple of... Oh, Media Watch Press. A couple of dodgy things happened this week in uh, our local TV guides here in Melbourne. Uh the first one was in the guide, which is in the uh, which is in the Herald Sun. They had a preview of Lost. This comes out on uh, Wednesday. Does yep. They had a preview of Lost, the Lost episode that we were talking about a little while earlier in the episode. So, the, so the the series final. The series final. There is plenty to enjoy in the series ender. All the characters get a slice of the action. Blah 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 blah. There is a magnificent twist when we get to see one of the characters post island life. No. <laughs> then there's as if that's <laughs> who wrote uh, who wrote that who wrote that. Well, it doesn't actually uh, it doesn't actually say here who who it was, but oh how dare then they? on the opposite page, so in the same double spread page. Uh, there's another review of Lost where they say, the first jaw-dropping moment comes courtesy of the flashback. This time it's a flash-forward, <gasps> revealing the post-island life of a regular character. It doesn't say who, but there is a big picture of Jack <laughs> right beside <laughs> right beside the article. Oh, I mean, that's just... That's shit-ass. That, that's just shocking. I mean, it was such a, it was such a great twist to uh, not to know that. And having that, it's, it's... Have you written the letter to the guy? <laughs> I, I haven't to complain. Yet. I'm so angry about this because it's it's another example of people writing for writing TV criticism who have no idea about television whatsoever, have mm-hmm. no idea about story. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're often just cadets who are shoved into the guide because they think, well, it's television. Everyone's either going to check the guide or not check the guide. We don't really care. It's it's a good place to, to shove cadets until they, they get some but blisters on their feet. There's no point in giving away something like that because you're you're on, you're going to annoy people. Yeah. Um, or, you get, you know, that's all you're going to do. You're going to annoy the hardcore fans who, who have somehow avoided torrents and who are watching it properly. Or, alternately, you're going to... Uh, you, you know, you can write that article without giving that bit of information away. Sure you can. But there's also... These things aren't edited properly. They're yep. not fact-checked properly. They're not proofread properly. And no one creating them really cares as much as they should. Yeah. Yep. So I call on all box cutters listeners to send your emails to tvguide at heraldsun.com.au with uh, your name and address so that they're eligible for publication. And uh, bcc, hooray at boxcutters.net. Mm. And uh, let's get a bit of a campaign going on there. Because that... That is outrageous. That is. Ought to be banned. What's the other one? The other one comes from uh, our friends at The Green Guide. Oh. Now, we're nothing if not pedants on this show. (laughs) I uh, I hadn't noticed. (laughs) I'm interested to see if I'm just out there on my own on this one or if you guys are there with me. Uh, Marie Hardy wrote her uh, article this week about Posh Spice and that awful Posh Spice's Coming to America reality TV show that she did that was screened on Channel 9 a couple of weeks back. I'm not blaming Marik for this. I don't think she had anything to do with it. 
The picture was a posh spice playing baseball, and the caption that went with it was, just when you thought she was so shallow, Victoria posh spice Beckham manages to drain a little more water from the pool. What? There's a Seinfeld quote. There's a Seinfeld quote. You know, just when I think you're the shallowest man I know, you somehow manage to drain a little more out of the pool. The Seinfeld quote is perfectly Seinfeld. It's razor sharp, it's, fantastically I'm, phrased. I'm guessing this is this with, is Jerry to George. It's uh, Elaine to Jerry. Ela- okay, but but it's almost surgical with its precision. It's such a great quote, and this is just this it's, is just a bullshit rip off of it, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and just doesn't make sense. And uh, and no, I, I think Marie would uh, would be the first to tell you that she has absolutely nothing to do with the pictures, I'm, the I'm, captions, or the or the headlines. Yes, I'm sure that's uh, true. But that's. And and quite clearly, with the th- they've obviously ripped Seinfeld off. Like y- you don't just do that accidentally. This this person writing this uh, writing this caption for this picture hasn't suddenly come up with this great idea. They've consciously or subconsciously remembered this Seinfeld quote and tried to kind of mash it in there. When and I'm just, sure they feel really clever about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it just it just doesn't work at all. Yeah, still could be worse. They could be writing for the guide. Mm. Time for the golden age of television. That's better. So now, is this is this dangerous? Are these ones dangerous? Do they need to be wrapped in bubble wrap? I I don't think so. I think they're uh, in some ways precious. Precious. I think oh. they're, uh, they're they're precious. That's not going to stop me from ripping into the bubble wrap. <laughs> just to <laughs> here they come now. <laughs> this week, Friday Night Lights. And you can play with the bubble wrap now, Brett. Thanks. Friday Night Lights and Love My Way. Ah, interestingly. Well, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. You know what? We've spoken about it a lot on Box Cutters. If you're, uh, That's now getting really annoying. <laughs> that's more annoying than the aeroplanes in the background. Uh, Friday Night Lights, we've talked about a lot on Box Cutters. Uh, check out Box Cutters episodes, uh, I don't know, 53 to 96. <laughs> now, clearly, we need a list of uh, what shows we've discussed on what episodes. So which which can go back. Which and, will be appearing yeah. on the blog very soon. Uh, but Friday Night Lights, uh, essentially a show that none of us really thought that we would like because uh, on the on the surface it seems to be about American football. Mm-hmm. Uh, but scratch that surface with the tiniest bit of fingernail and you discover that it is really about small town Texan life and what it's like to grow up in uh, in a football mad town. Mm-hmm. And uh, very really, atmospheric show, beautifully atmospheric. Some of the one of the lots of lots of still shots and set up shots just of the town, you know, of a of a, a rotting broken down car in the middle of a field or uh, you know that sort of thing with with a very uh, a very seductive soundtrack, and uh, it just captures the mood perfectly, mm. absolutely perfectly. We've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I think it's one of the best US network dramas I've ever seen. Just just as far as straight drama goes, mm-hmm. no no genre to it. It is just straight drama. It's something that everybody can enjoy. Not just high school kids. Not just uh, not just grown ups. Everybody can enjoy this because it's uh, it, it is about drama that affects our lives. It, it is kind of a teen drama, though, isn't it? Well, it, in that it's about teens predominantly. Sure. It's about life at high school, but it, but it's but not com- the OC. But co- well, compare comparing it to the OC, which I've mm-hmm. seen quite a lot of recently, and how the OC deals with parent issues. 
there there is enough adult drama. There's enough drama between Coach Taylor and his wife. Uh, enough drama be- behind uh, Garrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Garrity uh, and Buddy, Buddy Garrity and uh, and his wife and, and how he and, and his, his secretary and his daughter. Uh, th- there is enough there to get adults interested uh, as well. And I think uh, as far as network drama showing issues that parents and children can actually talk about together and sit down and watch a show together uh, without hitting you over the head with it. This is a, another thing that Friday Night Lights does perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about it being one perfect season and secretly hoping that it doesn't come back. It is coming back. Well, and also it's the most recent show. Uh, we also put Heroes in, well, The Envelope, also put Heroes in the Golden Age of Television, yeah, which we, we weren't so, we so kind of, sure about by the time. It. At, um, yeah, but here, uh, Friday Night Lights you think fully deserves to be in there? 100%. I, I have not seen network drama like this. Uh, I've seen it cartoonish, like The O.C., mm-hmm. uh, or, or like uh, Models, Inc., or uh, 90210. But uh, but as far as being, as loath I am to say, it, to say it, gritty and realistic, mm-hmm. uh, Friday Night Lights does it where no other drama has, has done it before. It's really, it's not the Gilmore Girls. Mm. It, it is about real life. Yeah. Well, the other one in this week's Golden Age is Love My Way, which I think similarly does something that uh, Australian drama has, has never really done before. Uh, it was born out of the ashes of Secret Life of Us, and uh, it was created by John Edwards, who was one of the creators of Secret Life, and, and Claudia Carvin, who was, was obviously the star of Secret Life in, in its early season. And uh, Love My Way centers around a, a kind of warped, extended family which revolve around a young girl called Lou. And Lou's eight or nine years old. Uh, her mum, Frankie, is played by Claudia Carvan, and her dad, Charlie, played by Dan Wiley, were together a while ago. They've since separated. Uh, Charlie's now married the uh, controlling Julia, Ashley. Ashaketty? Ashaketty, that's the one. And uh, Frankie lives with Tom, who's Brendan Cowell. Or Cow. 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 Who also wrote quite a few of the episodes. Seven of them so far. Yeah. He's, he's, he was first and foremost a playwright uh, in Sydney. And he's uh, a, very well known up there. He's a great he actor, though. Yeah. A great yeah. actor. He yeah. was awesome on Life Support. Oh, right. Oh, he was. Yes. He mm. was. A, yes. He was the handyman yep. guy. And, uh, yeah, several uh, several other people are involved, grandparents and, and, and hangers on to the family. Uh, the thing about Secret Life is they really strive to be very – it's a very real show. It's a very you kind of – Secret Life. Uh, sorry. Think about Love My Way. It's a very real show. It's a very human show. And it's, it's, it's kind of it, – it tries to be about life and about emotions in, uh, in which a lot of shows – really don't tackle that uh the uh it was mentioned on the blog a few weeks ago that six feet under was probably a big influence on love my way and i think that's very true uh lou the main uh, the the young girl character actually dies at the end of uh episode seven or about it's two-thirds, halfway through two-thirds halfway through season two-thirds, one yep yeah, of the way through season one and those the final three episodes, her dying and how everybody copes with that, it, it's just incredible television. I think series one's just amazing, and I think it deserves all the accolades. It, 
You know what? It, it does. I, I've said it before, and uh, I'm not a fan of Love My Way, mm-hmm. but that's not because I don't think it's good television. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's it's fantastic television and yep. definitely deserves to, to be in the golden age. Uh, too much of a chick flick? No, just too. It's, it's, it's a really heavy show. You've got to be really uh, emotionally solid, I think, to, to sit through an episode or uh, a season. I mean, uh, I, I couldn't believe doing that every scene is Mm. so emotionally wrought that i just i couldn't stand it it was too much for me uh because i don't think whereas uh front out lights i think is is a lot like real life uh, as far as a television show goes i don't think anyone's life is that messed up mm. as as it is in Love My Way. Like every single minute of every single day yeah. is about and, hardship. And I, I I think that that's where I, I haven't watched the third series, but I think that's where the second series really kind of faltered. I think it was it got a bit party of five ish. There was just layer upon layer of misery tossed upon these people. I think every character in it at some point in the second series has some sort of breakdown yep. that's that's not really related to that's not really related to the main story it's just kind of another uh another thing that happens to to each of the characters uh and i i kind of think maybe they should have left it at one series i can, I can one, completely see one perfect season yeah one perfect season i can completely see why they didn't do that but i think maybe you know it, it just gets too much and i think uh like they as an extended family, Miss Lou, I think the show really misses Lou because she's a, such a bright spark in that first series. She's a great little actress, and then once they get rid of her, I think I think the show's kind of rudderless and it's just I, I think just layered misery, just I mean, over a, and a over. Problem, a problem we're seeing now with Love My Way, and a problem that we're gonna see with Friday Night Lights, is that these these shows that are building this long story format. Uh, need an endpoint. I mean, we talked about the endpoint with, with Lost and how important that is. Mm. Uh, these shows need to have an endpoint. You need to know where you're going. And I think Love My Way, because they didn't know if it was going to be one one series or more, uh, didn't have an endpoint. Yeah. Uh, I know that Friday Night Lights doesn't have an endpoint. And I think what you have to do now when, you, when you're building a television show, when you're pitching a television show, is have an endpoint in mind. And if you don't reach that end point, so be it. But at least you know that you're, you're leading towards something. I think that's where... that's uh, We talked about why Carnival was so great and why the, why the end of season two of Carnival was so great. It's because they didn't know that it was going to finish then. Mm. I think that's really important. But uh, but it was still leading towards an end point. Mm. Sorry, Brett, you are going to say something. Was, was there a really big break in between season one and season two? No, no, I think it was just a. It just started again the following year. Okay, I think it first screened. Um, first screened two thousand four. Towards, towards the end of two thousand and four, two thousand start of two thousand and five, and it's I and it's done so every some year. Some talk about there being doubts whether it was coming back. There, or not. there was a gap in the show that was longer <laughs> than the gap that they'd been. No, the, that's not what I'm talking about. No, but no. Okay. I, after the first season, there was there was never any doubt. Fox still were really happy with it. I I, I think with um, like while I agree from a an enjoyment point of view about that end standpoint uh, about you know having an end built in, I think that just flies in the face of everything that is television. I know, but it, but we're like, talking about like that, we're, we're talking agree. about a new way of doing television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I completely agree in theory, but I think I think that that's just that's just not what they're doing. Yeah. That's not what they're doing, and that's not why they're doing it. But it would help. 
Oh, I, it, I completely agree. Or you maybe know, if they if just you, assumed gonna... at the end of every season that they do that that's going to be the end. And then they reinvent it for the next season. No, because then and, and then, work towards the end point of that season. Then you have then you have problems of uh, exhausting the characters, have, uh, mm. cliffhangers. Yeah, well, just just exhausting the characters. I think, but I think with Love My Way, it comes into play with with the the death of of the little girl. Mm. Uh, that they didn't really project the show much past what was going to happen after that. No, not at and, all. And uh, and that's it's really important to do because mm. if if the whole storytelling method relies on this short, let's call it end of act two uh, mm. thing where, where the little girl dies and you've got one more act, then what's going to happen for the, for the other two seasons that you're going to produce? Yeah. I think that's, that's where the problem comes yeah. in. That being said, it's important for so many reasons. One is, is the way it's made. Uh, two is it's the first drama to be ever made entirely for cable television. Oh, in, here in it goes country. again, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Compelling yeah. reasons to get Foxtel. <laughs> how many how many network shows how many network shows have we had in uh, in the Golden Age of Television? How many Australian network shows have we had in Golden Age of Television? Yep. Yep. Where's and Sea I, and Patrol think, in Golden Age of Television? And I think in that way that uh, oh, it's too early. <laughs> uh, I think in that way, you know, I think they probably didn't project it for longer simply because they did it, it was hadn't untested. been done before. Untested yeah. waters. Yeah. So, um, so I think it's I think it's really important for for a lot of those mm. reasons. But it's also if you can if you can really hack the the intensity of it, it is great television. It is. It's 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 yeah. It's uh, like I would suggest getting series one, but be prepared. You know, you'll end up crying yeah, towards get, the end. It's get very series sad. one and some tissues. Mm. We really need a thing for this. I was going to come. I was going to come. I had a list. Quick quote from Big Love: The problems with polygamy and sorting out your family tree. This quote comes from one of Roman's many wives. Okay, here's how it goes. It's kind of complicated, so try and follow along. I'm 32 of 56 children, and when I married Roman, I became my own step-grandmother because my father married Roman's daughter. So, little Josie, that makes you my step-grandma, and I'm your stepmum. And when I had Elby, I, he became my great-uncle, and I became his great-great-grandmother, which, of course, makes me my own grandmother. <laughs> uh, Big love I, I, has, love, I love that scene. Big Love has just been renewed for a third season, which is great news. Uh, series one is screening on SBS at the moment. Uh, I think series two is even better, and uh, I'm looking forward to series three. Excellent. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Ah, uh, so much pork, so little time. Quick there programming, is. Uh, ER is coming back to Channel 9 uh, because they've on got Monday, August, nothing else. <laughs> Monday, Monday, August 6th at 9.30pm. Let's look forward to some car park drama there. Is, uh, is George Clooney still in those episodes? It's been a while since <laughs> I've shown it here. No, but... No, they're uh, showing the new car park episodes. The, the, the John Stamos... Ah, yep. we probably are. We probably yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, we are. Hey, uh, what do you call juiced other than vaporware? Uh, Spyware? <laughs> Some, somebody's called it spyware. No, on the no, block. no. What do you call juiced? Like it's, it's internet, internet TV. TV. Internet TV. Uh, a couple more are about to le- uh, about to launch, as well as juiced Vo from the US and uh, Babel v- 
VR has been around for a while. You've been around the for a while. Online kind of version. They haven't had a, a standalone app, but okay. And uh, Babel Gum also about to launch. So uh, things are looking set to change up with internet TV pretty quickly. Right. There's a uh, news from this morning. So that's Sunday morning Australian time. Uh, two helicopters who were following a car chase. Live for the news in the new in the US, I think uh, Detroit. Okay, uh, they collided with each other and uh, crashed, and and uh, all four people died. Is it time to ban the the eye in the sky coverage? I think of so. Uh, I really think third so. helicopter, also from the same network, filmed the crash. Really? Who was also covering So it was it. two choppers from the same network. So three uh, Phoenix, choppers, Phoenix, Arizona. Three choppers from the same network, all following it. And the guy who was in the third helicopter then set about covering the crash. Which is just, it's ridiculous. (laughs) It it is. You know what? I don't need to know that there's a car chase going on now. If I'm at home, Mm. I don't need to know that. If I'm driving in my car, I do need to know that. Mm. Give me a quick report. Get back to whatever it was I'm listening. I was listening to. I'll look out for it. Mm. I don't need to watch a car chase as it's going on, and I think this is another thing that we have OJ Simpson to blame for. Mm. It is time. Oh, it was get- happening before OJ, OJ and, and OJ, OJ was and a very the, slow car chase. The Fox Network. It is time which to has get rid world's of wackiest car chases and whatever else. But mm. get rid of Ernie Pye. We don't need him anymore. <laughs> and, and and he does drop his bagels too often. Hey, if people are looking to buy some box sets to catch up on some TV... I am. Uh, JB's got a good deal on at the moment. They're $40 each for the box sets. But if you buy two, you get one free. Uh, that inc- they have uh, Lost, Carnivale, Twin Peaks, Arrested Development, My Name is Earl, Six Feet Under, 24, House, Alias and Oz. So wow. really That's pretty worth- good. Especially, really worth looking at. I remember when uh, when Oz when I first saw Oz in a store here, it was imported from the from the US. It hadn't gone to air in Australia, and it was so, it was something ridiculous, like six hundred million dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Carnivale just a couple of months ago was up around the ninety dollar mark, and so to you know, so you can mix, 40, mix and match, mix and match, because you can only get two Carnival season boxes unless you buy two copies of season one and one of season two. And then we, can, we were giving it for a present. Yeah, that's, I, I think, I think that's, a, that's a great idea. Uh, other TV projects, that I think uh, Justin mentioned Comic-Con, uh, which was a comic, comic convention yep. that uh, happened in San Diego last week. Other TV shows that were discussed there, The Bionic Woman, which I think some new episodes have been leaked of that already mm-hmm. onto Torrance. Sarah Connor Chronicles, Heroes, Lost, and The Spectacular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would search the internet if I were you to, to try to find transcripts of, of those... Uh, of those things. Hey, if you uh, want to get famous on Channel 10, an Australian version of the reality talent contest So You Think You Can Dance will air next oh, year. God. And uh, they are looking for contestants. Did anybody actually freaking watch the thing here? Like uh, the US version with people that could actually dance? Well, no, it got okay. put, shoved into the Friday night death slot and then they, got So why in. are they bothering? Mm-hmm. Uh, according to uh, Channel 10, so you think you can dance... This is according to David Mott, head of programming yep. at Channel 10. So you think you can dance is one of the most dynamic formats to come our way. It has excitement, glamour and style. Exactly what the 10 audience expects and a perfect addition to what is already a dynamic entertainment lineup for us throughout the year. 
dynamic, I think, to David Mott means just repeating Simpsons as often as necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we were talking last week about Neighbours and how it relaunched, and I was saying perhaps if they wrote it a little differently, got rid of the speech bubbling, maybe that would make it better. Uh, I've decided that that's not the case. I think they need to film less of it at once. The acting's never going to be good while they're filming, you know, 40 weeks a year, half hour a day shows. I just think it's too much for the for the actors. Even if they get these good actors in, it's it's they're essentially doing it in one take. Yeah, it, it's, it's too much. You also asked me, Josh, what where I thought they should start screening the office. What US yeah, what, ti- yeah, what, what US series? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been watching a bit of the first series again, where they did only six episodes, and even though they're good and they're very funny, I think they should probably start maybe with series two because series one. Uh, they borrow a lot more liberally from the original office. Yep. So there are different storylines and different things happening, but you notice quite a few uh, very strong similarities I, to things that I have happened much in I did the, that. I started watching mm, it series two because uh, yeah. you had told me that it, that it was great. And, mm. uh, and yeah, I didn't seem to miss anything. It's, it was actually a lot easier for me to believe that they were different characters. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, what's-his-face who plays the, the thing? Steve Carell. <laughs> Uh, there's there's stills out there of uh, oh no 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 no, no. you mean you mean uh, you mean film uh, what's his name Chickless Michael Michael, Michael Chickless he no, plays no. the thing <laughs> Steve Carell playing uh, Maxwell Smart in the uh, film oh, version that'll work quite well I think yes yeah, I think that'll work a lot he, better than uh, Steve Martin doing Inspector Clouseau. Hero from Heroes Hero Nakamura is also playing a, Miso uh, Miso Osaki he he also has a role in in. He's like the nerdy, nerdy tech guy in uh, in Get Smart. Jaime. Ah. Mm. Who's going to play 13? Mm, the, the guy in the mailbox. Yeah. So, uh, that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 96. I want to say thanks for watching. quiz questions? No quiz questions. Okay. Why was, do we have was, quiz giveaways? It was, do we? It was very hard to... Uh, it was very hard to... We were recording this, of course, on a Sunday instead of a Monday, which is unusual for us. It was very hard to drag myself away from the TV today with two movie yeses on at the same time, that being Ghostbusters and Gremlins 2. <laughs> Gremlins, Gremlins 2 is fantastic! I love. I really mm. love Gremlins too. It, it, it was kind of my first introduction to uh, to postmodernism in cinema. I yeah. loved it. I, I had to go when Leonard Moulton was being killed, unfortunately. But oh, that's a I, shame. I would have kept watching. It's, it is. It is a, a great <laughs> film. You know, there are two versions of that. There was a, a VHS version and a cinema version. Oh. And uh, there's one point in the cinema version where uh, the Gremlins. Uh, Allegedly, you know, are supposed to have gotten into the screening room and oh. and ruin it. And in the uh, in the VHS version, it's like they've gotten into your VCR and are ruining your, your VCR. So I, I always thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, quiz questions. Leonard Moulton, by the way, was reviewing Gremlins. Ah, ah nice one. Which had just come out Gremlins of the video. Mm. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll do it next week. We'll do it next yeah, week. We'll do, yeah, we'll do it next but, week. But uh, get next out week. there and promote uh, Box Cutters for your chance to win a Crumble Bean bag. Check out yes. the link on the Box Cutters site that says, it, it will say something along the lines of, win Crumbler bag. Good. And, and plus uh, also... I tried, to do, sorry, I tried to actually do that last week. Uh, put something on the on the left nav of the box card site, and uh, and then I got uh, locked out because apparently I had a dodgy IP address. Ah, bad so, behaviours. Yeah, up. you know you that. can go in there and fix that up. No, I can't go in there. I'm 
sure you can. No, I couldn't. I couldn't Tune do anything. Tune in early next week. We might be uh, we might be bringing you the show a bit early next week as well. Yeah, you'll have to wait and see. I would say check the blog regularly. Thanks very much to Justin Hamilton for coming in and talking about Lost. Thanks mm-hmm. also to Crumpler who provide us with our giveaways. They're fantastic. Their bags are fantastic. You might as well thank Foxtel. <laughs> I'm already wearing their T-shirt. What, what else do they want? Uh, I also so they, they signed you just for video podcast alone. There is no video podcast, but I didn't tell them that. I want to say thanks to 3 Triple R, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. Their rock and their radiothon is coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for granola. Thanks also for granola. We love it. I'm going to go home, get some milk, eat it right now. Oh, yeah. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.